people can be vague. People can actually, with the best of intentions, give the wrong answer. Mm-hmm. But you can't sort of uh, hit them around the head and demand that they and shine a light in their eye and demand to the nth degree where they came from. As you say, it's general trends. And what you would hope to achieve, uh, see is if you implemented any advertising, not necessarily Google Ads, but if you had local radio or television, newspaper, you would expect or hope to see uh, an increase in people who were mentioning that. Uh, in general terms, that should be sufficient to let you know whether it's had an effect. And then in terms of the the clients you gain and the value of that clients, you can make a reasoned guess as to whether it was cost effective. Welcome to the Biology of Business, where we talk about the anatomy and physiology of a business so you can apply your clinical reasoning skills to your business reasoning and create a healthy, sustainable, impactful and profitable clinic. I hope you enjoy listening and subscribe. Hello and welcome to the Biology of Business show. I'm Kate Marchland and today we have the pleasure of being joined by Google Ads expert, Kenneth McKay. Hello, Kenneth. Welcome to, to the show. Hello, Kate. How are you doing? Very well, thank you. And I was just, uh, we were just uh, being amused at that you live and work in a very, very digital world, yet we can't get sound and video for you. And uh, that's actually something worth celebrating, especially for... This is it. Technology is great, especially when it works. Uh, The problem is it doesn't always work and uh, it can be... uh, Frustrating. But for the purposes of today, the fact that you're not seeing my Hollywood good looks is not the end of the world. As long as you can hear my uh, dulcet tones, we are good to go. Oh, wonderful. So Kenneth, many um, clinicians and indeed many business owners often feel their number one problem is that they aren't attracting enough clients. And they're searching for digital solutions to help them do that and often get distracted with shiny penny syndrome, thinking this will work, that will work, and the other will work without an organised strategy. Now, you're expert in helping business owners attract their ideal clients using digital solutions and specifically Google Ads. That is correct, yes. Uh, And you're quite correct, and I've seen it over uh, the decades I've been involved in this area. Businesses are always looking for the next customer, the next client, Uh, And that's across professions and everything else. So nobody, uh, we all share the same pain. Just an aside to that, don't uh, don't discount making better use of the people you already have on your list. I'm just putting that as as an aside, uh, because sometimes you can make good use or better use out of those that you already already contact you. But in terms of attracting new inquiries, uh, I have been working in the the online world for, well, since before the millennium. And websites, social media, online advertising, SEO, uh, Instagram, Google Ads, you name it, you've probably heard of it. And those are all vying to get you your next client, your next customer. And uh, they all seem to promise great things. But if you've ever delved into it, very often the the results are not 
quite what you would hope or what you would expect. And there can be reasons for that. And hopefully during today's conversation, we can flag up the pros, the cons, the do's and the don'ts of various platforms. Because although I specialize in Google Ads, it's not a one-size-fits-all world that we live in. So having said that, how do you want to progress this, Kate? What's the key question for you? Well, I'd like to um, understand, having obviously explored all, all the platforms, why it is that you've identified Google Ads to be a good solution to many businesses and what the um, benefits are of Google Ads over different platforms? Who should be using it and why? Okay, then. What I'll do is I'll give you a very brief history of my career in this sphere. I came from a technical software development background. I am a geek. I can bore for Britain on this type of stuff. And when we first started, we developed websites back in the day when these had to be handcrafted in a very technical, geeky way. Things have moved on tremendously from there and there. You can basically rent a website by the by the by the month. Um, but back in the day, getting people to visit your website was the only game in town, and it was known as search engine optimization or SEO. And it's a, a game between you and search engines such as Google and uh, Bing uh, to get your website at the top of the list. And everybody wanted to be number one. We were very good at that, but there are other options. And SEO can take a lot of time. There are no guarantees. And you're never sure whether you're about to succeed today, tomorrow, next week, next month, whenever. It can be very frustrating. Pay-per-click so advertising such as Google Ads came along and it allowed you to basically buy your way to, to the top of the list. Uh, and... To be honest, when it first started, uh, it, it, it was fine for some businesses, but not for all, uh, especially for small local businesses with a small local catchment area. Very often, enough not enough people clicked on the ads to make it worthwhile. But that has all changed. And we have found that for most clients, I'm not saying all, but for many clients, Google Ads has proved to be successful. And to my mind, notwithstanding any technical pros or cons, ultimately any online marketing or advertising should be viewed in terms of results, in terms of do you get more patients? Do you get more clients? Uh, is it cost effective? And those are the metrics you should be looking at, not whether something is this year's must-have or it's the thing that everybody's talking about. It's what works for your business commercially. Does that make sense? Yes, and I think you mentioned to me before when we were preparing for this conversation <laughs> that um, the Google Ads work well for clinic or can work well for clinic owners because people are looking to click through and take action. If you're in back pain, for example, you're looking to take click through, take action, rather than it being a terrible needing to be a terribly long considered process. Is that correct? I would imagine so. Uh, I know from my limited experience when I've been in pain or discomfort, I want it sorted. I want to be out of pain. Uh, and being a human being, uh, I am naturally lazy. And 
we have all become attuned to going onto Google, searching for something. Google says, here are 2 million websites that all deal with what you want to deal with. Uh, and we don't bother. We look at the first view. But the adverts at the top, if they, they're the first things we see, especially if you're on a mobile phone, and if what it says there resonates with what you've asked for, if it's back pain in your hometown or city that, that the advert refers to, you're going to click on that because it's human nature. And um, after that, if your website's working and they phone up and uh, somebody deals with them in a professional and timely manner, then probably you are going to get that patient. It's as simple as that. Uh, uh, you know, there are other areas of business, other types of business where there may be a long drawn out process. You know, if somebody is looking to buy a kitchen or maybe a new car, they may spend days, weeks, months researching it. But if you're in pain, you want a solution and you want a solution yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. So you mentioned, uh, Kenneth, how important it is that um, people are looking at the output of getting more clients and making sure that they're, that they're getting a positive return on their investment. So uh, before we talk about how to set up the adverts and budgeting for your adverts and writing them, crafting them, is it essential that the clinic owner or the business owner that's going to set up adverts has already predetermined their ideal outcome? from going through this process? I would say it's definitely better to have some benchmark because otherwise, after the event, uh, you may be persuaded that what happened was okay because you're too embarrassed to admit you got it wrong. Uh, but it helps quantify what you, and describe what you're doing if you know what you want to achieve at the end of the day. However, there is a challenge in that if you have an e-commerce business and you sell widgets, whatever those widgets are, you know that somebody's clicked on your advert, visited your website and bought, and you know how much they, they paid. That's very straightforward. But when it comes to many businesses, all you can hope to achieve is to get an inquiry. And it can then become a bit woolly as to which inquiries turned into a, a, a client and for how much that client was worth. But what we find in professional services and in the, in the, the medical sphere uh, that we're, we're addressing today, usually the numbers of inquiries and patients are such that it's manageable. Uh, it may not be perfect, but you get a pretty good idea as to the number of inquiries uh, and what that translates into. I don't know what your experience and, and, and your clients' experiences are of that, Kate. I think you're right, and it's about getting an overall picture, because certainly um, I'm keen that everybody, and the guys that work with me will know, get, keep a, a log of how people have heard about them. Yes. Now, obviously, there can be multiple ways. Somebody might have heard of you word of mouth through their running club, they've seen the advert, there can be multiple ways. But if you're just asking on that initial inquiry, how did they hear about you? Just yes. take the first response that they give. It's lovely to be able to, for some, go into detail and get in the whole thread of what the journey is in terms of how many contacts or references they 
heard before they made the call to contact you. But in terms of managing your data, you can't do that. You've just got to record what they say off the tip of their tongue is the way they heard about you. And then you, you, you can, as just as you're describing, look at, right, well, how many clients am I collecting by each source, but then being fairly exactly. good groups and what's the average spend for each source? Exactly. And uh, people can be vague. People can actually, with the best of intentions, give the wrong answer. Mm -hmm. But you can't sort of uh, hit them around the head and demand that they and shine a light mm -hmm. in their eye and demand to the nth degree where they came from. As you say, it's general trends. And what you would hope to achieve, uh, see is if you implemented any advertising, not necessarily Google Ads, but if you had local radio, television, newspaper, you would expect or hope to see an increase in people who were mentioning that. Uh, in general terms, that should be sufficient to let you know whether it's had an effect. And then in terms of the, the clients you gain and the value of that clients, you can make a reasoned guess as to whether it was cost-effective. So if somebody decides, if a clinic owner decides they're going to try Google AdWords and see if, what, if, if they're effective in their practice, how long do they need to set up the trial period for? How long, how much budget do they need? And what would be an expectation that they could reasonably place in terms of return on investment? It's a, a brilliant question. It's a, a, a question everybody should ask. But unfortunately, there are nuances to the, to the answer. Technically, Google Ads can be set up and you can start generating uh, inquiries almost immediately. Uh, you know, certainly within the first day, things should be up and running. Our best result for one client uh, was within 30 minutes of their Google Ads going live, they received what has turned out to be their biggest ever order ever from any source. Uh, so it, that demonstrates how quickly it can happen. However, that requires the adverts to be uh, running well because Google is running um, a competitive auction, if you will. And even if you're the only practitioner in your town or city or area who's advertising, Google may not necessarily display your adverts for lots of reasons. But if lots of your competitors are advertising, it makes things even more difficult. And if you're late to the party, so to speak, you are fighting a slightly uphill battle to take on those who are already in the game, so to speak. So technically, you can get results very quickly. In practice, it may take longer. And what you may find is, certainly in the early days, you may end up spending more to get a click than you would at a later date once you've built up a reputation with Google, you've built up credibility because Google rewards success with success. Uh, but to address your question, it can happen very quickly. It might not happen as quickly as you would like, but over time, if you refine, monitor, manage, refine, uh, you should see results. And I always I imagine that, and, and I don't know, so it's what I'm going to ask, that you would say at least give it a quarter 
to get an impression of what's working, whether it's working or not working, because I also wonder if, but again, I don't know, if, there might be lots of people that turn on, turn off, turn off, and just are a bit fickle with it, which creates disability, you know, sort of isn't stable to give you a good enough you, you flagged up two important points there, Kate, that the fickleness of on, off, on, off, on, off is doable. Mm. It's actually a, it touted as a, a feature, a benefit of Google Ads because you can switch them on and off. And let's be honest, if you have a business such as a clinic where you have 25 hours in a day and you have eight days in a week after you've saturated your availability, you can't take on any additional clients in that time frame. So there are occasions where it makes sense to actually turn off your ads. Uh, we have one client in particular. They have a, a somewhat seasonal business. And traditionally, they basically stop things for December and January because it's not worth their while then. But for clinicians, it could be that they are time constrained. Uh, they don't have availability, so they can turn it off. But by and large, on and off, on and off is not meant to be adverse uh, to your overall performance, but the jury can be out on that. Mm. But in terms of how long you should let it run, a quarter is a good benchmark. You know, anything less than that, I think you are not giving it a, a decent chance. And to put things into perspective, we have a worst case scenario that we often discuss with potential clients. And we discuss with them what their budget is over, for example, three months. And we say to them, if at the end of three months it has generated no discernible business whatsoever, can you afford to sustain that effectively loss? Because Google Ads, like any online marketing or advertising, is a speculative investment. When it works, it's great, but you have to go into it with your eyes wide open. Your expectations are that it may not deliver what you want as quickly as you do. So you have to effectively allocate a budget and say, if it doesn't work, I won't be happy, but I can afford to have lost that money. Uh, it sounds brutal, but it, it, it does put things into perspective and it makes people take this whole exercise very seriously, which means that they tend to make better decisions. Well, I think you're absolutely right to use that word speculative. It's a speculative investment, as is a lot of things that you do in your business, because it's. I see it again and again that people just get suckered in by the mm -hmm. shiny penny syndrome without having sort of, uh, like we were saying earlier, define the outcome they would like and risk assessed or seen, clarified what the potential is for their options. So if you can understand that it is a speculative investment, like a lot of the marketing activity you're going to do in your business, it becomes much more um, a, like running an experiment and a, a curiosity where you're going to come up with a hypothesis and do your best, but you've got to be aware that it also might not work. Exactly. It, what I found very strange over the, the, the years and decades, I'm afraid now, is that I've come across so many 
very good business people across all sectors, industries, shapes and sizes. And they would never dream of taking on additional staff, investing in plant and equipment, opening up a new new premises, any of those business decisions without thinking it through and working out what the uh, intended outcome is and the likelihood of achieving that. Yet, when it comes to any or all online activity, so many of them uh, tend to say, well, I don't actually understand this because I'm actually you know, 40 or 50 or 60 or I've never been exposed to this before. And they tend to devolve the responsibility to somebody else or simply just go with what somebody on my side of the fence says to them, you know, oh, we offer Facebook, we offer SEO, we offer TikTok, we offer Twitter, we offer whatever. And they think, I've heard of that. I don't want to appear stupid. I don't want to admit that I don't understand it. So let's just go with it. But the reality is, if they take a step back and forget about the technical ins and outs of any of the online stuff and just simply couch it in terms of, that's my desired outcome, and ask the person who's trying to convince them to do something, what should I invest? How long should I give it? And what's the likelihood of uh, the desired outcome being achieved? And keep it on commercial business terms. Forget about all the smoke and mutters that uh, occurs around online stuff. And they should make a better decision. So that leads us kind of to asking about budget. What sort of budget should a clinic owner um, plan for? Is it based by the revenue they want to generate, the number of clients they want to generate? I I would love your assessment. Once Google Ads in particular is up and running successfully, answering this question is so straightforward. Google Ads is literally advertising or or, uh, customer generation, client generation by spreadsheet. You know that if you put in X more, you will almost certainly get a certain more number of clients out the other end. Mm. But that's after the event. Mm. When you first start, it's all educated guesswork. And the approach that we suggest is you start from the destination and how much a patient is worth to you. And you could value that in terms of just that initial treatment, or it could be you have some treatments that you have a, you know, a client, a, a patient stays with you for months, weeks, uh, years possibly. But you work out what you think that patient is worth to you. You then probably know how many people get in touch with you before they become a, a patient. You know, there will be some reasons why people don't become a patient. You then have to work out how many inquiries do you have to get from your online activities, from Google Ads, to get to that stage. You then have to make an educated guess. And this really is, you stick a finger in the ear and, 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 and sense the direction of the wind. How many people would have to see your advert before they, they clicked? And that's the bit that that's the guess because they can find out from if they, even if they don't collect it, they can look back at their records over the last month or quarter to understand how many calls, emails did we receive, and how many bookings did we take. So they should be able to get that elicit that data from their clinic, Indeed. in terms of the number of contacts they need. But what they will be blind to probably is 
how many adverts, how many eyeballs do I need on my website or my advert to get those inquiries? Indeed. And I always suggest that you err on the side of caution, be pessimistic. Uh, Not everybody who sees your advert will click on it. And not everybody who clicks on it will get in, you know, get in touch. And not everybody who gets in touch will become a patient. So make realistic yet uh, conservative uh, guesstimates. And Google provides certain tools. It will it will estimate how many, how much it will cost you to achieve certain things. I have to be honest. For small businesses with small amounts of data and small potential amounts of um, uh, inquiries, the data is, I'm not going to say worse than useless, but it's, it's, it's less helpful. On the other hand, if you sold, say, say you sold iPhones, you know, there are millions of people searching for that. Uh, so the data for that is very robust. But if you are uh, running a clinic in a, a modest-sized town or city area, the, the number of potential searches will be much less. So the data available is much uh, less yeah. robust. Yeah. But to be honest, you should be looking at four figures a month as opposed to three figures a month. And two figures a month is just just don't even go there. In terms it's, of spend... Uh, Yes, uh, you have to have a you have to have a decent budget, a decent amount of ammunition. Yeah. To, so to, if to you were looking t- at spending a thousand pounds a month mm-hmm. for your Google Ads, mm-hmm. that what would you be expecting in terms of um, how many contacts that resulted in, how many inquiries that resulted? Because once the inquiries in the clinic, it then becomes a process of the practice in terms yes. of the conversion. It's. Uh, I will give you a very current one. It, it's professional services, but it's in legal as opposed to, to medical. Uh, they have been uh, running for three weeks now. Uh, so it's very early. I would like to suggest that we've set things up very well for them. It's, it's, we've optimized it as much as, as, as humanly possible. Uh, and they are latecomers to this party. There are lots of competitors in their area. And what we are finding is that they are getting clicks for the same service, ranging from just under £5 right through to about £25. So that's a wide range, but professional services can be more expensive than retail products very often. Uh, The wide range is because different times of the day, different days of the week, different weeks of the uh, year can all have a bearing because things can be more competitive or less competitive. Uh, And because this particular client, it's relatively new, Google is making them pay relatively more than they would in a month's time, in six months' time. So uh, the idea that you can get clicks for pennies is uh, is, is misguided. You have to 
expect to be paying five pounds for a click possibly and so then also you want to make sure you're prepared with your website being organized and um got a strong call to action and information to increase the conversion rate when people do exactly and, and and also uh you know i would imagine that if somebody is in distress they may be willing to just simply phone and yeah. with Google Ads, you can set things up that they can phone directly from the advert, mm. um, which for some sectors, for some businesses can be very powerful, uh, for others less so. But I would imagine uh, if, for example, your car is broken down at the side of the road, you're not going to visit 15 websites to have a look. You want to get a reaction straight away. You will probably phone. If you have back pain, the chances are that speaking to a human being might be uh, more important to you than simply looking at their website. But certainly have your website, you know, uh, you don't want to introduce problems. Make sure you're that also you're highlighting here, problems. Kenneth, is something that I feel like we'll talk about on repeat is pricing and practice pro and knowing your patient profitability. And if you're going to be spending £5 per click or of that order, Without a doubt, you need to know what your patient profit, what your margins are, what your patient profitability is, and they've got your pricing right so that you you've got the budget for it. Exactly. Uh, what we often see people uh, crash and burn. They they, they 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 compete purely on price. You know, they might be very competent, but they they compete on price, and it's quite a. Uh, it's a truism that there will always be somebody who will do it for less or their perception is somebody will do it for less. If you compete on price, then other things have to give. You know, price, the speed of delivery and quality are the three sort of sides of, it, of the triangle. And uh, if, you, if you reduce price, then other things have to be, go as well. And... Uh, Attract, attracting uh, patients is a cost of doing business. And that touches on what I said at the start. Make sure that when people do get in touch, you maximize the likelihood of turning them into a patient. So that if the phone rings, make sure somebody's there to answer it. Uh, if they visit your website, make sure that A, your website works, and B, your website gives them the information with a strong call to action so that they then get in touch. Uh, if somebody does get in touch, deal with them in a prompt, professional and appropriate manner. Um, interesting, none of those things have anything directly to do with Google Ads. They're all to do with running a successful professional practice. But it's all part of the same uh, journey, if you will. Yeah. Uh, Google Ads can attract the eyeballs, attract the clicks, but ultimately it comes down to how the practice and the practice manager deals with those inquiries. Dennis, how does somebody determine whether they should just have a go at setting Google Ads for themselves? I believe there's a sort of resource that Google provides for mm -hmm. helping them doing it or do it for them or uh, seeking the support of an expert like yourself. <sighs> I mean... Obviously, I have a vested interest in suggesting that people use ourselves. But joking apart, Google does provide 
what they call smart campaigns. It's it's now known as a performance max campaign. Basically, you give it uh, some basic bits of information, your website, you know, it just talks you through it. And it then does its best to deliver. To my mind, the jury is out. I've heard of successes, but we also receive a lot of inquiries from people who've tried it and it's not delivered. Sometimes, you know, there, it may be down to factors out with Google's control, why it hasn't worked. Um, but if somebody is wanting just to give it a go, then the performance max route might be worth pursuing. It might work sufficiently well to justify itself, especially if you are have a clearly defined offering. You know, it could be back pain, whatever, and it's within a, a five mile radius of where your clinic is. Then it may be worth simply trying it. And for relatively little effort, for relatively little budget, you can ascertain what the demand is for your service in your location. I would also suggest that uh, that you ensure you have your Google My Business, you know, the, the, the map listing for your business, if at all possible, have that set up. Because for local searches, Google may actually um, make use of that. And that's a very compelling benefit. If somebody notices that your clinic is, you know, one mile away, then the chances are they will come to see you or want to come and see you. So, uh, yes, uh, we attract a lot of business from people who've tried doing the done-for-you service from Google. But that's not to say that you shouldn't try that to start with. Because to many, in many ways, it may not be perfect, but it's probably better than trying to do it, dare I say, properly by yourself. Mm. Because that can take a lot of time, a lot of effort, and it then becomes, it has a negative impact on other things that you can do as a, a clinician, as a practice owner. Yes, and it's unlikely that setting up Google Ads is your area of expertise. Or it's, so, 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 is, so I'm given a pragmatic response there. I would love people to come to us, but the reality is for many businesses, uh, giving it a go themselves, especially in your uh, the field in which your uh, listeners operate, the chances are that it's worth at least giving that a go to start with. Now, Kenneth, we've talked a lot about the mechanics of the adverts and the numbers and what to measure and what to budget and, and, and a very mechanical, thought about it in a very mechanical way. But of course, there's got to be um, an emotional connection made very quickly with a few words when you do decide to set up an advert. Exactly. Uh, as a species, our attention span gets less and less. And we see so much on screens, be it on computers, laptops, phones, tablets, every day, that the brain somehow just blanks most of it out. So somehow we have to, our adverts have to pop out, grab their attention, because otherwise they're history. 
Uh, and there are two ways that that can be achieved. Traditional adverts, such as you see in newspapers and magazines, uh, and you now get online, and you can do these with Google Ads. And they very often are quite re rely on color, uh, typography, imagery, and even video to just somehow grab the attention. But the traditional Google's text ads, the search ads with which we're so familiar, the things that appear at the very top of the search results when we go looking for something, they are simply words. You don't have much to play with there. And the secret there is to, as closely as possible, replicate in the main headline of your advert what it is somebody was searching for. Example, if somebody was searching for, uh, you know, back pain in Denver. If your advert said back pain in Denver, that echoes back to the person searching, this is what we offer. That resonates with them. They recognize that because they've just typed it themselves. So they are much, much, much more likely to click on that than if you said, we've got the best clinic near you, which, you know, doesn't really say much at all. Yeah. So when it comes to words, try to make your advert text match the type of searches that people would have, would have been doing so that they, it's, um, you're matching, you're mirroring what they were asking for and they are more likely to respond as a result. Does that make sense? Yes, and it makes me want to ask about what you feel the value is of a tool like um they ask you answer where you can put in topics that you are expert in to get back the search terms people use in Google. Well, that's my understanding is you get back the search yes. terms people use in Google it, for that topic. Yes. Uh, I mean, uh, and uh, you and I both understand this. I'll just expand upon this a bit. There are tools such as you can, that will tell you the sort of things that people have been looking for. The one potential problem is that very often a lot of these tools can come back with quite lengthy um, phrases that people have used and you you are somewhat limited as to how many characters you can have in your google search ad so that can be a problem sometimes you have to um, use that to educate you and then you have to use your own brain power to work out the generic types of things that people have been looking for. And I would imagine that in the medical sphere, that there are technical terms, and then there are terms that the public would use. You know, back pain may be the generic public term, but, but a clinician may also have specific, unpronounceable, uh, you know, medical terms. And there's no harm in using both. And Google can actually be very smart and it knows uh, it can relate technical terms, day-to-day -day terms and vice versa. So uh, sprinkle your adverts with technical terms, but also the common and garden terms. Absolutely wonderful, Kenneth. Thank you. If people would like to hear more from you, how can they? Uh, how can they do that? How can they follow you and hear more from you? 
Okay. In terms of following me and uh, my musings on Google Ads, uh, search for me on LinkedIn, uh, Kenneth Mackay, that's M-A-C-K-A-Y. If somebody is just wanting to get more information about not only Google Ads, but just general online marketing, uh, we are uh, in the process of setting up a, a website that they can get resources from. And that's called how to generate more business.com. Uh, Quite lengthy, but it's going to do what it says in the tin. Uh, it's simply just an information resource. So, um, and if anybody wants to speak directly to me, they can contact me. Our website is initiative2.com. That's the two, is the digit. Uh, but any of those things, if, if, uh, those three methods, LinkedIn, initiative2.com or how to generate more business.com. Uh, visit any of those uh, and um, uh, they can get in touch or they can just subscribe, get some information. And uh, obviously people can contact you if, as well. But I hope that today has been, has given people help remove the fear factor, helps helped put Google Ads in its place amongst online marketing and all of that within its place within the business. So uh, everything you should do with online marketing should be with the view of what's going to be the end outcome for you, what's going to be the positive cost-effective outcome for you as the clinic owner. So uh, I hope that it's helped ease people towards that because I know people find this very scary, intimidating, and very often, despite their best intentions, make the wrong decisions because they're confused and beguiled. And certainly if you're thinking of um, setting up Google adverts or considering them, I would really recommend following Kenneth's LinkedIn profile because you're so abundant and generous with the um, thoughts and processes that you post in a very readable, accessible way where pennies just drop. Oh, yeah, that's obvious. It's well, well thank you for saying that, Kate. And uh, but what I do is I, you know, I never name names, but we deal with lots of car crashes of online marketing campaigns. And uh, but none of these people are unique. The same things happen to so many people. And it it's understandable why after the event to the people, uh, you know, to us, it would be understandable before the event. So I like sharing those things so that you don't, people don't make the same mistakes because those mistakes, they cost money, but they take up time and they also remove the, the enthusiasm to do anything. And what we find is lots of business owners end up just, they are like a deer in the headlamps. They just, they're frightened to do anything. Oh, I tried that. It didn't work. And their practice is going to be running for the next 20, 30 years. And what are they going to do? So I like to share the bad, but the fact that there are ways past that, there are ways to avoid it. It's not all doom and gloom. There are ways that you can do it without exposing yourself to too much risk. And everything should be done, as I keep repeating, with a view on the commercial outcome for the clinic, for the business. 
Thank you very much, Kenneth. Thank you very much for joining us today and for your insights. You are very welcome, Kate. I hope that's been beneficial. Thank you so much for listening. If you found this content valuable, here are four ways I can help you grow your practice for free. Firstly, grab a copy of how to create a super successful practice plan at marchandmethod.com forward slash grow. And whilst you're there, you can check out the free training that'll help you tackle common problems practice owners just like you face. Thirdly, at marchandmethod.com forward slash grow, you can sign up for my free newsletter where I send out weekly hints and tips. You'll also get links to the podcast, articles and other resources that you might find helpful and inspiring as you grow your practice. And finally, please leave a five-star review so I can access more influential guests and bring their lessons back to you here.